0: It was, it was very controversial because uh, the perspective at the time is that, you know, software was hard, is, was and still is hard to do, and one argument that was made is that the high level of the software had to go down to low-level assembly language, and that was not only a difficulty uh, for building compilers, it was a difficulty for the software itself, and the, the claim was that's led to difficulties in, in uh, software designs and led to these disasters where projects took forever. So that it, it was, they thought of a higher level, a better architecture would make software projects go faster. That was the prevailing wisdom. and They called that high level language computer architecture that rather than aiming for a semi-language, you would aim for these high level languages and then it would have all these benefits. So that was the prevailing Uh, a school of thought of designing computers. And so this is very contrarian to that. This is saying, well, that has nothing to do, the actual language that the machines execute has nothing to do with that. It's really what the issue is, you know, because compilers work and what matters is the cost and performance and the speed that you execute because, you know, kind of speed is is a characteristic. Faster, it makes it easier to build software as well. So it was contrary to the prevailing wisdom. And so that led to, the, you know, there would be debates at conferences with people to argue these points. Into. Actually, I'm curious to ask you that point because I think you are one of professor maybe in academia. You have impact outside, yeah, in real world application. And many people talk about that. For you, why didn't you have this kind of take the opportunity to go and establish your company. I I read that you resist. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, I, I'd say, yeah. Why well, didn't you do a startup? Um, uh, I'd say, I, I, I had some time. Yeah. You know, I, I was fortunate to get a job offer at Berkeley, uh, before I finished my dissertation. So I, I, it's not that unusual. I'd say, well, uh, I applied in June, but I am not going to finish my PhD until December. So I'll start in January, but I had some time to think, well, I was trying to finish my PhD about what I cared about and what I wanted to do. And I read some books about uh, people's reflecting on their careers and what they liked. And when I got out of one of those books, actually, <laughs> I have the book right here. I'll show you. It's and the, the book is called Working Here and, in the, you know, it's obviously a book that must be almost 50 years old because I read it when I finished my dissertation. Is, uh, and what I got out of that book was that people who worked with people uh, felt really good about their careers when they look back. I, I am now at the position where I look back at my career. And so this included, you know, educators or uh, ministers or people who worked with people who felt really good about it. And the people who did technological things even they, it was it more they cared about not so much the technological things, as uh, the people they worked with, right? And, and now for the people who built things that lasted a long time, like if you worked in the Golden Gate Bridge or the Empire State Building, think physical structures that last a long time, you could look back and feel good about it. But the technological things tend to be, uh, you know, come and go; they 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 didn't stay. So that could be somewhat unsatisfactory. So I kind of went into. Uh, you know, the next phase of my career, thinking it was going to be the people I worked with that, that mattered. So to me, it was uh, trying to be happy and uh, trying to uh, shape people's lives was what I, was my goal. So I had this, you know, kind of little story when people said, well, why don't you start a company? It's like, well, that's not, you know, I, it's really hard to start a company. I'm trying, aiming for personal happiness and trying to shape people's lives. So startups weren't really a part of what I was, to do now, I think as I look back, it would have been okay. I could have taken a two-year leave of absence and done a startup company. That would have been that would have been fine as part of a career. I, I didn't be, need to be so uh, strict about my vision. Got, I'm a professor. I'm not gonna. I I have to be a professor. It would have been fine if I'd taken a couple of years off and tried a startup. Now most startups don't make it. Ninety percent of the startups don't make it. So just because I tried doesn't mean I'd be successful. But. Uh, I think it could, it would have been okay, but, but you know, I'm very happy how my career turned out and the choices and it was one of the things that, uh, you know, I like telling stories that kind of, I don't know, maybe 15 years ago or so or 20 years ago is a person who I greatly respected, he'd been the dean of the colleges retiring and he told me, uh, you know, Dave, as I reflect back on things, the things that really matter in my career is the people I worked with not not the things and I thought I knew that (laughs) I got I got that from this book right I knew that going in right so he confirmed the same thing and of course now that I'm you know uh, uh, let's see I got my PhD in 1976 so I guess it's 45 years later. 45 years later yep it's the people you work with are the things that are really the most important